0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three
1: orders while supplies last.
0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This is Tom Fitzmaurice with the second course of the food show. Doug,
2: do you ever get tired of saying get closer to the mic to Tom?
1: uh, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, uh, here we are with the second course of the food show. And the idea of it is that we talk about uh, all the uh, great stuff to eat that you have found ever in your entire life. I mean, we don't put any limits on this. If, if there's something you love to eat, uh, if there's something you like to cook or a good wine or whatever it is, share it with us, would you? And uh, please know that this is not a snooty kind of a place where you have to show off with uh, how much you know about wine and all that. We, uh, we, You've got something that tastes good to you. We want to know about that. So we can all enjoy it, and then you'll be more of that kind of wine. And see you get, what, what a big change you can make in everything. Also, you get the opportunity of having a conversation. Get closer to
2: the mic, Tom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, with uh, Marianne, who is uh, my Charming. wife- Charming. Wife-a-rooney. But before she gets going here, <laughs> I wanted to, uh, let's see, there was something I wanted to bring up before we just started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday.
2: Yesterday.
1: We wound up. At uh, Liz's Where Yet Cafe. Mm-hmm. This is a place on, in Man- Mandeville. It's been around for quite a while, but it always had a, a really unique style. Everybody in the place knew everybody else, the place was always full. And uh, mostly it was open for breakfast. That's what they were best known for was breakfast. But they also did a full-fledged dinner all that you know No nope, nope, I'm nope. sorry, not dinner. They close uh, it too. Lunch, lunch uh, yeah, thanks for catching that. And it was um, so to there we ran. and uh, I got uh, just something simple. It was a uh, they were calling it a French toast. Uh, they had one way that was bananas Foster style And then they had another one. <laughs> that was uh, mm. even more outbeat than offbeat than that so there was a lot to, to be enjoyed just for breakfast there yesterday and, and easy lunch and the name of the place again if you've ever been there I'm I guarantee you you remember it Maybe. it was um, Liz's Liz was there and she's uh, she's the lady who owns the place and uh, Liz's uh, Liz is where you at you diner at? cafe mm-hmm. yeah and uh, there we are and we are being invaded <coughs> by puppy. He's not invading. Well, he's, he's just
2: coming in to get some love He's loving. not in your lap. Yes, he is. Uh, anyway, two six zero six three six eight. Today is uh, the beginning of October, and October is National up Almost Everything Day, so we were having fun with that. But my phone was blowing up as it charges in the other room while we were doing the show, so I wanted to go check on some what was going on over there. And one of the things that I got was from a friend in California who um, wanted to mention, uh, wanted to send me an article uh, on Apple that it was online and it was about ten great places to dine in small towns. Ten small towns in America where the eating is great and guess what is on the list. Uh, Commander's Palace? Covington, Louisiana.
1: Oh, yeah, just in general?
2: Well, it's one of the ten small towns where you're going to oh. get some great, great food.
1: Oh, that's true.
2: Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, we have a world-class kind of dining scene here yeah, in we, this little town. I and
1: mean, you, th- you think of all of the places, the XO... Uh, uh, Oxlot Quay- 9
2: made Oxlott. the list. So did Del Porto.
1: Keith Young State. But we were,
2: we were in the ranks of Healdsburg, California, uh-huh. and uh, really, you know, very, very... Uh, High-end kind of places. I'll say uh, these these are fantastic restaurants. So you people who live on the South Shore, uh, I cannot recommend highly enough a night at the Southern Hotel and some great eating in downtown Covington. Yeah, I am of it to I high. am actually holding my Covington pom poms as I tell you that. Yeah. But anyway, I thought it was funny, uh, <clears throat> and he said, "You know, I saw this and thought immediately of you, and there it was on the list." Um, there. Are, I. I when my phone stops charging, I'll. I'll go through the list. But anyway, um, Covington made that a very mm-hmm. impressive, uh, lofty list. Oh. Um, back to our other list, which was um, the things that October is, and also another another thing that I was doing over there during the break. of course, is
1: isn't
2: it? It is. The end of the month, it is Halloween, and which makes me think of pumpkins. We which already have them up think... at our
1: house. We have uh, four or five pumpkins around there. There's a ghost hanging from a, a tree. And a couple other things like that. Our next-door next neighbor has really been generous with the dedications and decorations, too. Both. Oh, of I them.
2: thought you were just making all that up, but you're right. She did no. do that. She actually no. did do that. Yes, yeah, she does love her decorations. She's... Um, Let's see. What could you? She's crafty. Our neighbor's crafty. Yeah, she does crafts. She likes her crafts. Yeah, perfect. Anyway, so lots of cheese. Okay, so Craft. so there's a lot cheese. in your list. If you're if you're bored with the uh, whatever month it is, and I I am not, and I could keep going for the whole show, um, <clears throat> but I, I do want to say a couple of things, you know, in response to Tom going off of the subject. <laughs> uh this was the day that that yeah. John Bash uh started August. Yep. I remember him from Artesia.
1: Yep, he was uh he was In well Abita established. Springs. By the time he got
2: there. Yeah, 2001. I didn't realize that it was 2001 that he started August. So, um he he I used to call him Chef Cutie and he is that. And uh He introduced me to microgreens, which I used to make merciless fun of him for. But microgreens turns out are really good for you. So now I I don't make fun of microgreens anymore. I try to get them whenever I see them. But uh, today was also the day that uh, Walt Disney World opened in Orlando, Florida in 1971. And I will tell you that when I graduated from high school, our class trip, was at Disney World, but they hadn't oh, worked out no. all the bugs yet. They, so oh. uh, I and a couple of other girls got stuck in one of the overhanging rides. Remember those cable cars, you know? Um, it stopped while we were up there, and we just sort of dangled for a while as they worked out more bugs on the newly opened mm. Walt Disney World.
1: My uh, my son Jude, uh, <laughs> when the, the one and only time we went to Disney World, he... Uh, he thought that the that the uh, monorail the monorail was the most fun thing of the whole. Actually, place. he thought
2: that the and it was free. He thought that the um, the railings leading up to the monorail were the most interesting thing at Disney World. But I think that's kind of a yeah. common experience for parents at Disney World who go every year and spend as much money uh, going to Epcot as if they went to the real country. That's always been fascinating to me.
1: And uh, here we are. <sighs> yes. Commander's Palace show.
2: reopened after Katrina, as you mentioned. I'll tell you what. Tell me. Commander's what? was really special before Katrina.
1: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'll never and then forget it.
2: After Katrina, they had kicked it up so many notches that it sort of left the same realm that it was in. And it's... Uh, it's been, you know, pretty pretty up there since.
1: Yeah, it they uh it took them a little while to pull it all back together again, but they did. I well, have I no doubt about that. Well, I would say they pulled it back
2: together. I would say they came back in at a much higher level than they left. That's for sure. In my opinion anyway. Oh, right. It's it's uh it's it's off of my <clears throat> it's off of my um my scale. I'm I'm not good enough to go there.
1: Oh, don't whip yourself, girl. <laughs> All right. It's the food show. Hey, you know who's coming on our program? Uh, I'm, I don't know when, but... Uh, Who? Chef Andrea. And yes. here I am giving yes. giving my favorite line out of my favorite song. Well, What's that? Where or when?
2: What do you... Uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Oh, so. Tom, please sing it.
1: No, I don't think people would like that. Oh,
2: no, they would. Um,
1: it seems we stood and talked like this before.
2: <laughs> wait, what did Doug say? Our show is sponsored
1: by a New Orleans Hamburger and. Don't laugh, Doug. About you're so cruel. Wait, wait hold he on. He was
2: just. He was just I winding up. I know what up, he's t-
1: Doug. It's, uh, 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 that was when you no no wait this is <laughs> this we, is the this mode, is serious know what we're talking about New Orleans hamburger no, but, uh, and but before
2: we get on to it so you can fully express yourself about New Orleans hamburger and seafood let me close out the singing by saying this is this is me uh, operating under that uh, saying if you can't beat them join them so hit it babe <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, first of all though no, I we, we we have this this issue of
2: Yes, New Orleans, uh, hamburger, New Orleans hamburger and Seafood, and
1: seafood Company. I uh, I'm going to home in on the thing that I think it's hone, Isn't it? Home or hone? I think home. it's hone. Home means you're you're like grilling you're yeah, off the yeah. little the etches. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> where was I uh
2: New Orleans, New hamburger, Orleans hamburger and Seafood, and seafood it's Company. Our third or fourth false start. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um The hamburgers, uh, you know, I get uh, beat up a lot, and I probably richly deserve it for uh, saying that hamburgers are truly nothing and anybody who eats a hamburger is stupid. I don't feel that way, and I love a good hamburger. And I know this one when I saw it the first time back in 1980, when was that, 1985 or something like that. And I thought after taking my first bite, that what these guys had to do and do quick was to get a hotter grill and put those burgers on that hot, hot grill, make it get kind of crunchy at the edges, still real juicy in the middle, and then all the, the sides that you want to make it a very classy hamburger, which is what they have done. Not only that, but they're going to come back when, well, they have come back with their seafood, whole uh, that whole program, and it's all because it's fresh product, and not just sitting around under a heat lamp. Cooked to order. Cooked to order, and they have in these on the either side, I think, uh, the oysters, oysters grilled, uh, grilled oysters. Char
2: grilled oysters, mm. the newest item there. Yeah, so they have good salads. They have great platters of fried seafood, which you can get spice delicious. They have good poor boys. Louisiana, New Orleans kinds of specials like red beans and rice. They have some mm-hmm. pasta dishes. It's all really good. New Orleans hamburger yeah, I and think seafood. So. And Ten there locations,
1: they are, seven uh, seven days a week.
2: Ten locations around town. Indeed. All right. Two six zero six three six eight. I'm going back to my list because there's so much to say Our about list all of this. Of what? Favorite cookbook. It's National Cookbook Month too. Oh. What's your favorite cookbook?
1: Other than my own. <laughs> no, yours uh, Yours
2: is really good. Yours is really good.
1: Uh, I would say for Creole, for New Orleans and Cajun, uh, I would say that the very best one, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking about this, and I, I it just kind of zoomed in on it.
2: Uh, I want to say, I guess, Galator's. Really? Yeah. You know what I like about cookbooks? Tell me. If they're pretty. Yeah. If they're pretty, that's what I like. I like pretty pictures. Pretty I like pretty pictures, pictures of food. Um, I love Frank Stitts. Who that? Frank Stitt is the proprietor of the Highlands Bar and Grill in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh. Hmm. He, he get there? is where uh, that is how I got my pimento cheese recipe, oh. which is really good. But again, I've tweaked it and put a lot of stuff in it and I think I, I think I like it better. The, the tweaked version, mm. but um, his book is beautiful. John Fols has a really interesting line of cookbooks because he sure does. They're just they love letters to Louisiana. And, and
1: you have to mm. move them around with a hand truck. You do. <laughs> I mean, they, they, you do. I think each one of them, you know, is like seventy five yeah. pounds. I'm exaggerating, uh-huh. but not by a lot.
2: Yeah. Um, the Joy of Cooking. I used the other day to get a pie crust. Recipe to include in that uh, game day thing. You know, next week for the game day day, um, if you're going to entertain at home, I'm going to have uh, a battle of jambalayas. Oh, yeah. somebody will love that. Yeah, there's this Don uh, Clement who is the sometime guest. Show. I know the sometime yeah. guest on Fridays, and he is a passionate cook. And uh, just a really nice guy and a good co host, and he's just, he's into it. He's a foodie. He sent a recipe for canned jambalaya. And it's like, ca- oh, a can. Canned- no, 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 no. It's, please. listen, it's a, it's a can of everything that you throw into this pot, and I'm thinking, this sounds disgusting. And do you know, he called, or somebody called, and. Um, We talked about this on the air, and then several people sent emails verifying the goodness of that jambalaya. So, just for fun, on Saturday, I'm going to put in that recipe. I'm going to do my jambalaya recipe, which is a, it's kind of like a, who's that woman, Sandra, whatever, who does the sort of home cook, it's like, she uses packaged things to make it kind of a hybrid of from scratch. Anyway, <clears throat> I didn't intend for that, but <clears throat> all of my jambalaya failures, and there have been many, when I attempted to do it myself, I realized that the people who are in the business of blending spices should be trusted enough and i'll just use the packages so after my going from zatarain's to oak grove i've settled on tony sachery's as my favorite jambalaya but anyway i do a lot to it and so that one's going to be in there and then i'm going to call um uh, mary Sonier.
1: Oh, that's a, and that's see a great source. And if she will
2: give me her jambalaya recipe, because my brother, who I call the king of the $10,000 parties, um, has caterers that come in and do parties, but he also does potluck things, you know, with lots of friends at Mardi Gras time. And she is a friend of his and brought the most delicious from scratch jambalaya that I've ever had. And I'm going to have to ask her for her recipe. It's probably going to take up six pages, but it's really, really good. So we're going to have the the ridiculous jambalaya in the can all the way to the sublime and see if people try it and see which one they like the best. Mm-hmm. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number, and uh, that's... I got off on that because we were talking about cookbooks. So favorite cookbooks. Oh, if you have so many a favorite cookbook if you'd love if you, to hear about it. If
1: you really wanted to be very tight on this, I'd say it's Chef Paul Prudhomme's uh, first cookbook. His other cookbooks were good, but his first one was a killer. It mm-hmm. was really good. And
2: I, think, I honestly I'm not just saying this and you know I'm not given to pray, I'm not given to lavish praise of you very often. <laughs> really? But your cookbook is fabulous. It is. Uh, it's I'm, really a great book. And the third one, the one with all the really pretty pictures in it, yeah. is, is especially good. Yeah. I, uh,
1: what, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we will pause
2: because we I have been we told can, to do so. Okay. Yes.
1: And we'll be back with more of the food show. Gee, that almost kind of. Uh,
2: Don't uh, babble. Two yeah. six zero six three six Two, eight. You're listening to WWL. We'll w- be back with more of the food show after
1: First Please. I'm Tom Morris. And uh, what I do for a living is talk about food and restaurants and going out to eat it and to report back on you and what I found. And uh, also, we are <coughs> wide open welcoming you to uh, tell us about all the things that you found when you're looking for a good plate of food. Let's definitely talk to Mark. Mark, is it with a C or a K?
2: I thought he was yelling at you again for getting close to the mic.
1: Oh, I deserve to be yelled at. Okay, Hi, so. Hi, Mark. Mark, hello. Hello, I was I was yelling, get
2: closer to the mic. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about.
2: If only I had a webcam. Right. How are you, Mark? I'm
1: fine. Uh, cookbooks. Um, uh, my first real Creole cookbook. I'm still attached to it. Richard Collins' cookbook. Yes, indeed. Oh, I didn't
2: know he had a cookbook. He
1: did. He <laughs> did. He and his wife did it together. And listen to this. In case you think I w- will say anything to puff myself up, uh, I knew both of them pretty well. Uh, Richard Holland, uh, speaking Richard of a pompous, he was uh, he was a professor at UNO in, in uh, history, and I was one. I took a couple of his courses because he was he was pretty good, and uh, and then his wife. Between the two of them, they put together that book. And when I decided <laughs> to put my own book out, uh, my goal was to do more or less, not exactly, more along the lines of doing the cookbook that Colin, Richard Collin and uh, his wife did. And uh, the reason for this was that it had been 30 years since they put that book out, and it needed to be updated. So uh, my cookbook is, in a way, an update of theirs, but he was one of my instructors. In, uh, he was your idol, uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he would cer- he, he certainly... Between
2: Richard Collin and Frank Sinatra.
1: Oh, well, Frank Sinatra is, you know, in a, in a totally well, since, world. Well, since Tom and I were at UNO at the same time, Richard Collins was one of my instructors, too. Yeah. Well, and, there uh, he was. Yeah. And he was, he was a very good teacher, and his book was like Tom's, which I have,
0: too, also, uh... uh it had, sto- had stories and, and interesting
3: sidebars in it, and we know Tom is full of interesting sidebars.
2: Yes, we do. A-
1: among other things. We know uh,
2: he's full of a I lot just, of things. Go ahead. Yes,
1: well, and I'd like, to, I'd like to claim that I was the caller who
0: uh, tried to suggest to you to try the canned
3: jambalaya recipe.
0: Okay.
2: And then I, <laughs>
3: and then I emailed it to you. It is sublime. <laughs> and you will see so when you do it.
2: Okay, well, you know what? You are not the only one who has sent that to me, and I am going to print it out in uh, Saturday's edition of nomenu.com. So if people start start emailing me about how awful it was, I'm going to I'm going to call for you to call us cuz I have I know, go- serious doubts about that jambalaya.
1: Oh, well, we'll, we'll you'll find you'll out when we do. Be surprised. You'll be surprised. No, I mean, I have and... I have
2: had a lot of people, after we talked about it, because I sounded like a definite doubting, Mary Ann, uh, there were people who actually emailed saying, no, trust them, that's really good stuff. I so,
3: call it
2: foolproof. Okay. All right. I'm going to put so, three of them. In? I'm going to put yours, I'm going to put mine, and I'm going to try and get Mary uh, – <clears throat> Now you know I'm. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just drawing a blank on her name. Ah, uh, Sonye, Mary Sonye's uh, jambalaya. I'm. Uh, if you're out there, if anybody knows Mary Sonye, ask her to uh, to uh, well, tell just, her I'm going to be calling. Just her.
1: call their restaurant. You know they they're nice people. Yeah,
2: maybe I should do that. Maybe we should do that while we're on the air today. Okay, thank yeah, you, Mark, for calling. Well, well, one Two more six thing. zero six three well, six thing. eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something well, else? One more thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: That recipe, it it translates
0: across the United States. I was in Alaska. We had a van driver, and he was uh, kind of a uh, vagabond. And I I gave him the recipe, texted it to him. He Uh cooked it that night with ingredients he got in Alaska.
2: Oh, my gosh. and,
0: And said it was the best
1: food that he ever had and has called me when he's come back to New Orleans. So, Oh, only because it's all in can, <laughs> and you can get it across the United States. Oh, my gosh.
2: Try okay, you know what I'm going to do now? Now that you've thrown down the gauntlet, Mark, here's what I'm going to do. We had that cute little British guy on a couple of weeks ago. Did you remember him? I'm calling him the culinary Alexis de Tocqueville of the food show. And he came here for about four or five days. I actually picked him up at Galatoire's. That's how I met him. <clears throat> and then he went to Cajun land for about another five days. And right now he's in Kansas City on a tour of the United States. So I'm going to give him that recipe and let him weigh in on it, too. Okay. We'll spread that canned jambalaya recipe across the world. you still there, Mark, or did you dump me? I think, uh, I think I think I think there. Doug dumped him. I think so. All right, 2606368 is the number. That's 260 menu. And here we are. So so I have all of these cookbooks. One of the benefits of being married to Tom is that there's a lot of great cookbooks here. I mean, some really great cookbooks. A lot of silly cookbooks, too. Boy, is that the Like truth. the pound cake cookbook. There was some ridiculous. Or the macaroni and cheese cookbook. <laughs> or the walnut cookbook. Mm. Anyway, one of the cookbooks that we have here is an ancient biblical cookbook. Oh, yes, <clears throat> Do you remember indeed. that one?
1: Uh, There have been several on that subject, and it depends on which direction you're coming from. Although I'm going to go look at,
2: I'm going to go look next break. I'm going to go look for it on the shelf. But do you remember my?
1: (laughs) We're we're going to talk to Gregory in the meantime. Gregory, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Gregory. I wanted
3: to hear Marianne. Why'd you interrupt
1: her? He wants to talk to you. He doesn't want to talk to me. Well,
2: don't they all? Hi.
1: Well, um, the stars
3: were wonderful the other night on the North Shore. Oh, yes. That's that. right.
2: You're on the North Shore now. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's right. No light pollution. No I don't light pollution. Know if it's
1: cloudy or Well, very little,
3: anyway. Oh, my God. I
1: only have eyes <laughs> for you,
3: dear. That's one of my favorites. Stop it. Hey, would you make him stop, Marianne, for crying out loud? I wish Give I could, elbow. but it's
2: been 30 years, and I, I've decided I just can't. That's why that I say is. now when it starts. Although D Club like
3: at Empersdorff, I had to hear him sing the last hour of the whole
2: meal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> not going to believe people. this, but the last e Club at Middendorf, someone actually wanted to accompany him.
3: I was supposed to be there, I couldn't <laughs> make it, and I am. Sad. That's why I apologize. I apologize. I oh, had actually okay. uh, reserved a seat, and I didn't go.
2: Uh, oh, well, make... there's a couple of people anyway, there. Anyway, I heard it
3: was terrific from was other good. friends of mine.
2: Uh-huh. It was good, yeah.
3: Yeah, well, Seidel, you know. I mean, and then there was just a just the little things going on, you know, me being over there. and that, Frankly, I'm not acclimated to driving on the North Shore yet. I know it yeah. sounds crazy,
1: well, but look, I'm really the... not. The one part of it that gets me, but this is because I'm I, kind of like lame-brained on certain things, is trying to get away from where the restaurant is. The restaurant is enormous, and there's big, yeah. big uh, uh, <coughs> streets taking you from point A to point B, and you can see I drove by the there, before they opened. Yeah. Well, well had, that was I a good move by. because I, I wouldn't want to be caught in there after dark because, I, again, I tell you, I have no capability well, in that regard. So, uh but, but boy, everything else about that place has really proven and they,
3: terrific. And they did the fettuccine, Act, right? Oh, and
1: perfect. The, it was perfect. Yeah, I actually for, got for. up and walked around all the tables and I said, "This is the definition, the definitive fettuccine alfredo, just yeah. like this." Yeah. And
3: it's so funny that you know, you know that Force does it so well because He's a German for crying out loud, and and the thing is, um, there's like three restaurants that always are blazed in my mind, and uh, one of them is is his the old Bella Luna, and then of course there's Louis XVI, and then there's the original uh, Jonathan, and I know I know that's going back a stretch, but anyway, but those are my three favorites, and uh, I would like to go
2: back was, a stretch. Those are good shows.
1: <clears throat>
2: yeah. All <clears> right. <throat> you know,
1: let me. Let, me wait, wait, let
3: wait. me. wait, I I wanted to comment on something that you started okay. the show with, and, I, and uh-huh. I couldn't chime in. It was about Marianne having a very bad experience at restaurants, and it's only happened to me. And I can say I haven't been out as often as you guys have, but you know I've got a few, maybe maybe ten thousand restaurants under my belt in my uh, epicurean career, and wow. only twice, and only twice have I wanted to walk out. And even then, I was very apologetic. You know, I'm just, this is just terrible. My pain for this, and I actually, I did walk out twice. Wait, but you walked out without paying paid. for it? Did you? Did you but do that? It was so bad, it was. I didn't want to wait, go into any. Wait, you, know, you walked
2: out without paying for it, and they they let you? Well, I,
3: I threatened to walk out without paying, oh. and then I stood up, and then <laughs> the manager came and said, "What can we do for this?" I said, "Well, this is just terrible." I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I never actually walked up, but it happened to me twice in all my ten thousand times going to well, restaurants.
2: That's not that. very much. Good for you. You're exactly.
3: lucky. Exactly. And so um, I always give the guys a break. Um, it might have been an off night. Tom often said, "It might have been an off night, and they don't have enough employees, and it could be the time of year, you know what? And stuff like that."
2: I I don't I don't agree with that. I ah. think I well, think I've
3: that taken the of you have confidence. no choice to be but to, the best. That.
2: A couple of a couple of weeks ago, I I mentioned that I wound up in ER, and um, it was for something yes, that right, was stuck. What?
3: In yeah. Right. Wait, what? Wait, didn't you think you had food poisoning or something? No, or... no,
2: no, no. It wasn't food poisoning. Something was stuck in my throat. Okay. Oh,
3: something was stuck in your
1: throat?
2: Yeah, it was not it was not fun. But um right. uh, what, what. but <clears throat> this particular restaurant is actually a favorite of ours. But mm. prior to this event, um it was obvious that they were having a terrible night. And I have a feeling that maybe something wasn't cut up as much as it should have been, but <clears throat> uh, yeah. it went along with the te- the terrible night. So, restaurants that are good can be having a terrible night. But when everything about a restaurant that you've never been to is dreadful, it's probably oh. a terrible restaurant and not a terrible night. You know what I mean?
3: Well, you know, you know what? That makes perfect sense. And uh, boy, oh, boy, it's a place you've never been before. But um, yeah, yeah, I try to give well. Did you go there when they first opened? Or is this a you know, it's a,
2: I don't want to go into either one of the experiences okay, right. any more right. than I already have, to... but um, but, you know... but I uh, let's just say that I was very surprised by this one today. and okay. um, <clears throat> and it's it's one of these things where everything that's coming out of the kitchen looks awful. everything on your on your table is awful, and wow. you have to conclude that it's awful. And
3: Well, Marianne, not you're a very again. discerning diner. I know that. And I, I appreciate your info. I mean that's, yeah. I mean, are you gonna do what Tom says, write them a letter and say hi to Patrick?
2: Absolutely not, because I think that there are places where that kind of thing doesn't actually matter because it's awful and that's all there is to it. Oh. Yeah. Well
3: that's another point.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well I suppose I never thought of it in that thing. But like I said, yeah, I, I mean, been very I, think, I think there are
2: places that don't know that it's awful because they just don't know. And so what you just have some to do is not go back there.
3: Some of the stuff that, was, that happened to me wasn't that the service was so bad in as much as the food was, like, less than par. It was it was below par. Does that make any yeah. sense? That's what I had yeah. experienced before. And then something is so stupid. I'm just going to give this away. A toothpick still in their hamburger. And uh, i it was broken off inside the bun uh, in the burger. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> you never know.
3: Yeah. All right. <sighs> that was kind of well,
1: uh, But that's
3: like, I only have two, like maybe three at the most experiences where I've ever actually. Yeah.
2: That's one. pretty, uh, that's I, pretty you know, surprising, I have to say. People uh, are uh, always hmm.
1: asking me, hey, what's the deal on this restaurant or that? But boy, the restaurants are really going down in quality, aren't they? I, 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 I don't think they're going down in quality. Is in as no. much as
3: there's so many of them, that are trying to compete well, for quality. Mm, I, does that yeah.
1: make any sense? Well, but uh, <clears throat> I I I think we're at least as high as we ever were.
2: Yeah, I think most I think most, of, I think most oh, of them blend into one pretty fine. Experience. It's still the
3: best eating city in the world. But there's a there's a restaurant I just found out about, and I had known about. It. All my friends are. It's called N Seven.
2: Yeah. Have you oh. been? You've been there.
1: Have you been there? Not, not.
3: But I hear it. it's like crazy good.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've heard I've, I've heard a lot of things that are mixed about it.
1: Okay. It's basically well, French food, served pretty much the way the French serve it.
3: Now, Mediterranean stuff, I heard th- too, because they got a lot of octopus on the menu, and they have um yeah, they got uh, like a creme brulee with soy sauce. Now I don't know about that.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Here's the, the two words that me. you need to know. Call me after you. Here's go. what you need to know about it. I'm gonna check Saint it out, Tom. Saint Claude. <laughs> Saint Claude. Yeah. Okay.
3: Saint yeah, yeah, Claude. Way out if there. If it's in the in Saint port, right. Claude
2: corridor, it's right. hip. So that okay. means that well, you might see this, a creme brulee right? with soy sauce. What? Soy sauce. <laughs> you know?
1: Anyway,
3: it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Love you more than you know. All Bye. Right. Bye-bye.
1: See you around. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. You know who we need to talk to today?
2: I'm Chef Andrea. That's correct. Is he there? Yeah. Oh,
1: available at the did moment.
2: We, we didn't take a break. We have, we've had Gregory on that whole time. Don't we have to take a break, Doug? Okay. Okay. All right, we'll be back. 260 is the number. You're listening to WWL, 105.3 FM HD2.
1: Mm-hmm. Welcome back. It's the second course of the food show, and, well, quite a biz, biz ways into that, for that matter. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. What we do is talk about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, anything you want, really. We'd love to see from you and, or hear from you or any other way we can uh, get together and talk about uh, what we have found that was really delicious and what we found that we wish hey, we have wished on something else. All right.
2: So, All right. So I'm cutting short your intro because we're running out of time, but I uh, found that cookbook. What cookbook? And I, and I, over the years, I have gotten into cookbooks that When a cookbook comes into this house, I look at it, and some of them I've really fallen for. Some of them I've had an enjoyable uh, laugh at, and some of them uh, I just read because they're really good books to read. This one is called A Biblical Feast. Do you remember my – if Mary Lee was here, she would say that she or Jude would remember remember the thing that I got into, which was – this was not long after I got addicted to hummus or hummus. And we had this griddle, um, and I was into unleavened bread. Do you remember this? The unleavened bread phase uh-huh. with the I think it was um flax seeds in it. And uh and i I was making hummus <clears throat> and then I made these little these little things that were unleavened bread from this from this cookbook called A Biblical Feast. Mm-hmm. Do you have somebody on the phone, Doug? I don't think so. No, I thought no. he was saying something. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in this book. It's it's a it, it's, it goes by the Bible, and it's foods from the region and the seasons in which um, these foods were consumed, having to stick to biblical laws and really you know what it is it's the mediterranean diet oh I mean, you it, look at
1: it is a lot but you know there all of that is so uh
2: bitter herb top, salad and
1: uh, a lot of other things going on there uh, lentil
2: in, salad and watercress with goat cheese
1: but uh the uh all of those dishes uh come from way back yeah millet and, and uh there you go
2: millet and saffron and walnuts Uh, it's it's very cool, and now that I've seen it again, I'm I'm gonna start getting obsessed with it and start start using it again like I did. There are a
1: lot of cookbooks (laughs) on that subject. Uh, Come by and I'll give you ten of them. Well, I mean, the
2: Mediterranean diet is such a great diet. I mean, that's the whole, um, essentially the hot hot cuisine right now is Israeli food. Certainly seems to be. And it's pretty much the Mediterranean diet
1: yep that's it and it's gonna keep on coming and it'll be uh, making a lot of people happy
2: well it uh, it there it's heavy on the vegetables and yep. since today is world vegetarian day <laughs> Why not? It, it kind of fits you have like a pickled vegetable salad with lentils and some unleavened flaxseed bread right off the griddle Actually, that sounds really good.
1: Yeah, well, there used to be, and I don't know if they're still operating or not, but there was a place over on Bank Street that was doing mm-hmm. the. Is that kind Monas? Of, Monas? Monas. Well, they have a restaurant, but they also mm-hmm. had a a. Uh, Grocery. A gro. No, it was beyond that. It was a, a dairy, Not a dairy. A. Um,
2: oh, halal.
1: A, no, no, no. I quit. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's um. Well, no, no, I, I forgot where I was going with. It. But it was—they uh, uh, were actually baking those breads, the uh, uh-huh,
2: unleavened bread. Uh, yeah, lavosh,
1: lavosh, and la other kinds of la- things like lavosh. <laughs> and they, uh, this uh, really—it's still co- there, isn't it? You know, I think so. Yeah. But, uh, but to do those breads is very difficult. You can't just throw it in your average bakery. Uh, okay. It's it's kind of difficult to put together, but uh, but it's becoming more and more popular every day.
2: Speaking of your average bakery, well, this isn't your average bakery at all, but another piece we had on NoMenu.com today was about Bellegarde Bakery, my favorite, favorite, favorite. I saw that, yeah. Um, which is taking the opportunity of it being National Pasta Month. They, I guess they didn't realize it was 20 other things. But uh, they are rolling out their organic wheat and durum wheat pastas, and I'm sure they're like you know eight dollars a bag. I don't know. I don't know what they are, but these are the first quality, serious will change the way you look at pasta uh, kinds of pasta. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, they I was looking over one of those online earlier today. It was the probably the same business going on. And uh, there were some really different things in there.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go uh, get some because I want to I want to try pasta like the real deal, not the kind that you get for a dollar a bag at the store. You know, in in Italy, they eat pasta every day, and they don't get fat. And I yeah. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with their lifestyle mm-hmm. and the fact that they walk everywhere. But they also use, I guess, it's durum wheat.
1: Durum is heavy wheat, and then the other kind is what you use for making your pasta with.
2: Well, they use they use um, durum wheat for some of these pastas too. Now, these pastas, yeah. if you look on Nomenu.com, there's a picture, and There are other pictures that they have presented to us which Mm -hmm. didn't make it in the publication, but these are intense-looking pastas. They are not—they're not not pretty white pasta. This is like the kind of pasta that you would probably have seen in the days of the biblical feast. You know, it's the heirloom stuff.
1: uh, Step (laughs) one, break for a moment. (laughs) Who's on hold? Did you say? Alan. Alan, welcome to the food show. Hi. Hi to you uh, both. Hi there. Is this Homesick um, Allen?
0: Yes, it is. Homesick Allen. Yeah. <laughs> homesick Allen.
2: Well. How are well, you?
0: I, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, I think I like that that uh, moniker better than um, the other one because I kept calling myself the, the transient.
1: Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, I would, uh, I would yeah, get – Yeah, in Seattle, that could be kind of a problem. I Let's, would
1: work on yeah. something else on that yeah. one.
2: Yeah. Homesick so, Allen. Yeah. There we go.
1: Right.
0: No, and I I realize it was the transplant gourmet or the gour, gourmet yeah. transplant. But anyway, the gourmet
2: um, transplant. Yes. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. but no, I like I like uh, the uh, gourmet the homesick. You be the gourmet, gourmet
2: expat too.
0: Yes, that that works as well. Either yeah. one's fine with me. You're um, not in the closet,
2: so, are you, Alan? You're not hiding in the no, closet from your students, are you?
0: I am not. Uh, okay. So good. Uh, today. We're celebrating um, those of uh, the member of uh, my particular tribe, and I know you have a lot of listeners too that celebrate um, this. It's uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah,
2: ah, uh-huh. Rosh,
0: Hashona, yes, which is the uh, Jewish New Year. New Year. And, is that
2: today? Yeah, is that today?
0: Well, it, it uh, Rosh Hashanah. you know all the holidays, Jewish holidays begin at sundown, and uh, we're on day two. Um, so I'm just taking advantage of the holiday it, it, typically you celebrate it. it would have been Sunday night and yesterday,
1: uh-huh. so I
0: spent all day um in the uh, synagogue yesterday uh and today just taking off um you know a little extra time uh since um since oh, you know, so
2: you're not at school. <laughs>
1: No, I'm not. No, I'm not.
2: Okay. So I no, thought, well, mo- most
1: colleges but. shut down on that day anyway.
2: No, he teaches high school, don't you?
1: Either way. Yeah, high school. Yeah. But uh, Tom <laughs> is right. Uh, a lot of a lot of
0: colleges do, especially on the uh, East Coast. Uh, you know, but you mentioned Monas. Um, I love Monas, and, and Monas is still it's still in business. I'd like to think. Is that yeah, correct? I
1: think I think so. But it was the what I was talking about is that they had a full-fledged uh, bakery of yeah. uh, peta peta not peta that's not bread. Uh, pita bread. Pita bread. Pita bread is really really hard to bake, and uh, that's what those guys were doing. They had what amounted to a factory for turning it out. It was pretty good stuff, but I haven't been there in a while.
2: You know they expanded a lot for a while. There, there were several locations, and then they contracted again. And I think they're yeah. back to just maybe the one on Bank Street.
1: Could be <clears throat> just down the street from Jesuit.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're still there. They're still there. Jesuit? Well, no, I know Jesuit's no. still there, Tom. Yeah. All right. So, so Alan, do you do you cook Jewish brisket? No,
0: my my wife. You know we don't. Cook a lot of meat because my wife, I won't, she's a pescatarian, uh, which means um, she eats all, fish. All <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, seafood, pretty much, um, very, very little uh, meat. Every time mm-hmm. I break out the grill, which I'm, I'm going to do um, actually uh, shortly, uh, and use Allie's um, shells uh-huh. to, uh, and uh, now I'm going way off to a different direction. Uh, the last time I contacted Allie, I think I, I wrote her, we're, we're like, I don't know, Facebook friends or Instagram uh-huh. friends, and mentioned to her that uh, since my wife doesn't like oysters, I was going to try some local seafood. So I have some Dungeness crab that I'm mm. going to place in her shells and grill. With, that would work. Um, a, yeah. A, a, I guess cheese on top and make a little like crab a gratin. Um, that sounds good. Or no, yeah, and maybe I'll do a little cheese uh, like that, and um, in the same way I do my oysters, which is really just a sprinkling of uh, of you kind know, of parmesan and a little parsley, garlic, and so forth. You, you know, the, the, the does traditional your wife burgers. eat oysters? No, no, she doesn't oh. really care for oysters. That's why I'm oh. I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting. And um, oh. Allie said, "Oh, please shoot me a picture of it." Uh, so you know, uh, you can see what uh different ways I, I suppose of cooking. You mm-hmm. don't always have to plop oysters in those
1: uh,
2: little ceramic shells, no, you can do all kinds of Yeah, I mean, stuff you could, like yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I just yeah. looked at the clock and we're about out of time, and we have I think yeah. Chef Andrea coming on, although I'm not sure about that.
2: Oh, I think he's not available, well, is, he, is that right, Doug? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. We've only got a few more minutes. Uh,
1: and I think we might have one of our sponsors here. Is that the case? I think oh. that
2: means you're going, Alan. So well,
1: uh, you're always welcome. <laughs>
2: uh, thank you for calling in. And uh, I, I do you say Happy Rosh Hashanah? You don't, do you? It's like a Day of Atonement or something, right?
0: Uh, no, no. The, 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 the more serious one uh, follows, and that's in about a week or so. Uh, it, it, it's appropriate to say Happy New Year.
2: Oh. Okay. Happy New Year. All right. Take <laughs> All care. Right. Bye. Okay. All right. Two yeah. six 260-636-8 is the number that is uh, menu. Two six zero menu. Is. Yes. Oof. All right. We've had a busy show mainly because uh, there's show. mainly because October turns out to be National Everything Month, and uh, we've talked about cookies. And of National Seafood Month. Alan could have talked about uh, his Dungeness crabs as part of National Seafood Month. But um, National Pasta Month, if you are into experimenting with the really serious kind of pastas, uh, Bellegarde Bakery on Apple Street. Is that Girtown?
1: Uh No. A little bit
2: south of Carrollton?
1: A little bit to the east.
2: Okay. Well, anyway. Uh uh they they have a cool little bakery in a cute mm-hmm. little neighborhood that's yeah. going to be gentrifying really big now i think since they're there but um but i want to go get some of those pastas you know jude's been getting the um the italy pastas which are about 8 dollars a bag sometimes 16 dollars a bag which is just kind of wow to think of but if something's really good then it's worth it and i'm sure that those are really good pastas and i want to try them because they 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 don't have the same sort of carby qualities that the other ones do. Two six zero six three six eight. if you would like to chat for about two minutes, give us a call.
1: Yeah, we've got a little time <clears throat> here. Otherwise um, – And you know what? We never say this, but this is true. If there's a question you have about a restaurant, about a procedure in baking or cooking something, go to nomenu.com and then using your Bozo – no, that's not it. It's a the – combo no
2: what tom
1: the you know that uh, huh the what the mouse the mouse well anyway (laughs) wherever it came from uh we are are happy to answer questions and we'll just send it right back to you
2: uh tom you have something on on your at the end of your uh almanac that says to cook kale I cannot believe that you ever recognized kale as something anyone would ever want to eat.
1: I didn't say I was gonna give people exactly the same information. Well you're giving
2: advice. It says the old kitchen sage says to cook kale, slice out the central rib of the leaves. Oh yeah, that's right. And then cut the leaves into pieces the size of the pad of your thumb. Cook it slowly with chicken stock, olive oil. Or butter, garlic, and onions, crushed red pepper, and a squeeze of lemon juice until it's tender. Then don't tell anyone what it is. Have you ever had kale chips? No one. They're, I hope actually, not never They're well. actually not bad. They're oh, actually not bad. And you know what? Fresh Market. Don't bother to cook kale. Fresh Market has a great little um, pasta salad with kale in it. It's actually really good.
1: We have come to the end of our program for today, but we are we're pretty regular now here, every day, Monday through Friday, from
2: couscous. The- that's what it
1: is. Until- It's couscous couscous
2: and kale. It's a couscous salad Ah, with kale.
1: Well, lucky them.
2: All right, everyone, have a great evening. Talk to you again tomorrow.
1: And uh, bring something brilliant tomorrow so we can well Because we're not. We're certainly not. not. (laughs) This
2: is WWL 105.3 FM HD two. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?